to my podcast. Let's go. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast, where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast. Stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started. Hey, super excited to welcome Jin to the my first investment property podcast. So welcome to the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> And, uh, you know, before we got recording, you shared with us that you live in uh, one of the most beautiful places of the world. I'll never forget my first trip there when the plane doors opened and I could, uh, and we felt that humidity. It was just a wonderful experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out here in uh, beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to share with our audience just a little bit of your background? So we get a feel for kind of who you are, um, and what you're doing as it pertains to the real estate investment business. Yeah, sure. So a little bit about me. Um, right now, I am focused on buying rental properties out in the Midwest. So I'm an out-of-state uh, investor, and um, I'm taking, I'm using the Burr strategy. I'm not sure how familiar uh, you are with that, but you know, it just stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. Right. I'm using the strategy to buy uh, cash-flowing rental properties out in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Actually. Oh wow! Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard a few people mention the burst strategy, and some people do that. And it, what's been interesting to me is that, you know, uh, real estate investment is is always been um, a thing. Um, it seems like as far back as I can remember. Yet everybody that I talk to has a different approach. So you're in Hawaii, and you're investing in the Midwest. Um, I had just talked to somebody else who was a um, had served had been in the service and had moved uh, East coast and just starting to invest there. So everyone's got a different strategy. So that's what you're doing now. So walk us back to the beginning um, and kind of how you got started. Yeah, sure. So um, back in 2000, I want to say 15 or 16, uh, I was actually serving active duty, right? From 2014 to 2019, I was serving active duty here with the Marine Corps. And um, around 2015 or 16, I was just about to deploy on my first deployment onto a Navy, uh, Navy ship. And before that, um, I was thinking, man, this is going to suck. <laughs> I'm not, no internet, you know, no phone service. So, uh, I forgot what I was searching for. You know, I had, I had no interest in real estate at the time. Um, but I found this website called bigger pockets and I'm sure a lot of the newer investors know, or at least are aware of bigger pockets yep. and, um, found them and downloaded a lot of their free eBooks and a couple of their, their actual, I purchased actual a couple of their eBooks as well. And while I was on ship, I went ahead and just read everything, right? There was nothing better to do either than, you know, either watch movies, play video games or read books. So I did a little bit of everything and I had plenty of time to, to knock out all the books. Right. Yeah. And I just remember being on ship and I'm like, I really need to do this. This is something that I want to do. Right. Um, it was kind of like my aha moment to build my wealth in the future. So this is the way, right? I, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do real estate and I just could not wait to get back to the shore and just start doing more research and everything like that. And so, um, as soon as I got back home, I got back to Hawaii. The first thing I did was look up, 
networking events. So again, using bigger pockets, looking for networking events, not sure exactly where I wanted to go in terms of the world of real estate. And so just started going to networking events. And that's, I quickly found out that Hawaii was 100% a flip market. Um, at all of the meetups that I went to, I just, I kept meeting more and more house flippers. And so naturally I was like, okay, if everyone here is flipping, I'm going to flip too. And so, um, I started networking with these individuals and I eventually found a mentor, right? A mentorship program. And I bought into a flipping course. And so through that, I, uh, went ahead and learned everything I needed to know in a couple of days. And I had him as my mentor. I can, you know, reach out to him and call him for any questions that I had and went and hit the ground running. So I did for, you know, driving for dollars, cold calling, just doing anything I can to find my first flip property. And, um, funnily enough, I, when I, when I got my first property, I was deployed again, believe it or not. Um, so (laughs) I, um, was in the middle of the ocean. This time I was with a foreign military. So um, due to classified reasons, I'm not going to get into too much into it, but their boat had Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay? wow. So I thought, whoa, this, this is crazy. But um, it had Wi-Fi and I could at least receive emails. So yep. I'm in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and I get this email from a distressed seller, right? From my, from my driving for dollars campaign. And um, yeah, this person is looking to sell their house. So I was able to tap into my, my network, right? Because I had got my mentor, um, networking with other people. And I just sent that email off to him. I was like, Hey, I'm in the middle of the ocean. I cannot handle this right now. Can you, can you go ahead and take this one down for me? And yep. so it worked out. So when I got back to Hawaii, he said, Hey, Jen, come here, come collect your check, your, your check. And, um, that was it. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't really do anything. Wow, I got, that's, t- that's time leverage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, good for you. So, I mean, I did spend time driving for dollars, but sure. to be able to just like show up and be like, Oh, I got a check, you know? Yep. Um, that was great. So that's really cool. That's a gr- that's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But, um, yeah, that's how it all started. Right. And my time in active service ended and I moved back home to Virginia. And so I couldn't flip anymore in Hawaii, obviously, right? From a completely across the other side of the world at that point. Yeah. That's when I pivoted towards rentals. Okay. And the whole story starts over again, right? Finding a mentor, networking again with people who are specifically doing rentals, right? And um, here I am today. (laughs) Well, cool. Well, good good for you. And, And back to, and like you said, I'm back to Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. So I started working. Why is Hawaii a a flip only market? So Hawaii is a flip only market because of the prices of the uh, the properties themselves. Okay. Right. Um, And and compared to the rent you can get. Right. right? So properties here, if you're, if you're flipping single family family homes, they're going to be anywhere between, you know, $800,000 to one point some million dollars, right? Some, some houses go even crazier than that. Sure. But um, if you were to buy, let's say, let's say you just bought the average house at 850, 900 K you're only going to get about 3000, $4,000 a month in rent. Right. Right. So if you're looking at the numbers, you know, a mortgage on a property that expensive, is going to be closer to like 6,000, $7,000 a month. Yep. 
if you're only renting out for half of what you're paying for, you're, yep. you're, you're underwater. Yeah. You're underwater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. compared to somewhere else where the Midwest, where you can buy something, uh, let's say for like a hundred thousand dollars and it rents out for a thousand dollars a month. So, you know, just looking at that right off the bat, you know, it's going to be cash flowing. So, sure. Yeah. Lower risk. Immediate, yeah. That's immediate, right? immediate cash flow, less capital yeah. requirement. Yep. All, yep. all the benefits of, of being out in the Midwest. And then do you find it's easier because of the kind of the population layout where you can buy um, a ton of properties in a, in a smaller area? Um, out in Kansas city, you mean, or yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's different out in Kansas city because there's so much more land. Right. And so, uh, and there's still, actually, there's a lot of people out in Kansas city. So, um, the amount of deals that you can find out in Kansas city, they're, they're tougher now with given the market today, right? People mm-hmm. are, are putting in some crazy offers where I don't really understand them, but maybe they're going to live in them themselves and, and <laughs> fix them up themselves. But for yeah. me out here in sunny Hawaii, you know, it doesn't yeah. make sense for me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you just step out of the market. You let those people make their mistakes and step back in when the market's correct. Yes. <laughs> That's the world we're living in in Vancouver right now. You know, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing a home um, 45 minutes to an hour out of the city that's 30 years old, that's 1,500 square feet, that's a rancher, that's, that sells with uh, multiple offers, $500,000 over asking with no inspections, cash only. Oh, my God. And you're going, so how does a million-dollar <laughs> house sell for $500,000 over asking in the middle of a pandemic? Um, clearly the market needs to, uh, correct itself because again, it's not favorable for buy and rent. Right. Exactly. So, so what mistakes, if any, did you make, or what was the biggest lesson? So you said your first aha moment was, you know, you, 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 you know, you dove in, you said, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in this. You bought some books, took some training, read it, went aha, I really want to do this. Um, was there another aha moment that just kind of came to you, uh, after you, completed your studies and you started with your first property, your second property? Yeah. So my first mistake was not finding a mentor fast okay. enough. Um, I was all about just, you know, being in the military, you're like, Oh, I can do this by myself. I'm, I'm going to do this. I can take care of myself, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I flailed right for the first couple of years actually of trying to uh, trying to flip and then trying to find, you know, rentals and stuff like that afterwards. So for me, my, my, my mistake, if you will, was just not finding the right help, not finding the right guidance. Right. And so I noticed that it wasn't until I paid into some sort of mentorship program that I started seeing some massive results. Um, I think that's, I think that's great advice. It's funny when you look at business compared to sports. Like everyone who's a professional athlete has a coach, has a trainer, have support staff, massage, Cairo, nutrition, all that. Yet we get in business and go, it's just business. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't need a coach, right? No, I can yep. figure it out. Um, and to your point, you figured it out early on and it's rewarded you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's funny because you you listen to other people, other successful people, and they're always talking about, you know, personal development coaches or high performance coaches, you know, they, they spend, you know, 50 K a year or something on, on this one specific coach and you see at where they're at. And, you know, it's easy to be like, Oh, I don't have 50 K. I'll never get to that. But 
that's where they are, right? We need right. to look at ourselves and where we're at, and we need to find someone who's more attuned to our level. How can we eventually get to that level? So um, I still believe any, anywhere you're at in life, you can still find some sort of mentor, some sort of coach that addresses your specific situation. So, yeah. No, and that's a fair point. It's like what you're saying is start with where you're at. Like you can, you can set your sights on being, you know, a much larger business and paying somebody 50,000 a month. And I bring it back to sports again. If you watch the CrossFit games and you watch Matt Fraser work out, you're going, you know, I can't do that. It's like, no, you can't, but you can start, you can do something. Right. right. You can start. I mean, will you ever get to Matt Fraser's level? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but, you know, so in your point is start, start where you are. Um, what advice would you give people that are just exploring this going, Hey, you know, I'm kind of interested. Um, I don't know where to start. Um, wow. That's a good question. So if you were going to, if I was going to give someone advice, it's, it's got to, you got to figure out what you want to do. Right. Um, that was another, actually another lesson I should probably touch on was focus. I, I didn't really have focus. Like I knew I wanted to do real estate. Yeah. Um, but as you already know, I, I was focused on, on flipping, wholesaling, doing whatever I could to get started. And then now I'm solely focused on buying, uh, rental properties. And that's where I'm starting to see success. So, um, if I were to give anyone advice is it's just to figure out what you want to do within real estate, right? There's so much information out there. There's so much you can do in real estate, you know, and people kind of get overwhelmed. Like, Oh man, I can, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. But no, just focus on one thing. If you're going to do rentals, do rentals. If you're going to flip, then flip. If you're going to wholesale, yep. then wholesale. Um, because if you start to spread yourself over multiple different things, you're, you're going to get overwhelmed very quickly the way, same way that I had in the beginning. So, um, now that I am focused on rentals, and I'm, I was focused on it. I know I have my processes down. Now I'm starting to look at doing some wholesaling, right? Doing some direct to seller sure. marketing to find off market properties. Yep. And I wouldn't be successful if I try to do all of it at once. I had to get one thing down first before yep. I moved on and added more to it. Yeah. I heard somebody else once say, get one plane in the air first before you try to get the second one going. Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's two there's two lessons in what you shared. One was focus, and the other one was that you know you started with the flip market, and then you transitioned into the rental market. So you might not um, have as much fun or make as much money with your first um, venture in real estate, but because there's multiple opportunities, it gives you the ability to say, you know what, did the flip thing. Not so excited about that market change. I'm going to do something else. You've still focused, but you transitioned. You didn't say, you know, I started to be a flipper. I must be a flipper for the rest of my life. It's like, no, you had the, you know, you, you know, there's lots of opportunities to, to try something new in the, in the same related business. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So let's say, you know, it's very easy for people to just kind of give up. Like, let's say I moved out of Hawaii and I'm like, well, I can't flip anymore. I guess I'm done. Yeah. And then I, you know, like, and then yeah. that would, that would be it. And then yeah. I would never be on this podcast today because, yeah. you know, I, if I just had that one track mind, then, um, you know, I wouldn't have been successful. So I, I guess that's an, yeah, another good lesson is that pivot. You need to pivot if sure. things aren't working your way. Um, but at least I still stayed focused on real estate. I, I never lost sight of that goal. And, um, yeah. 
That's cool. I love your story. Love what you're doing. It's so exciting. Love your first story of I bought my first house by email while I was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean <laughs> and in an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's awesome. So where do you want people to connect with you? So, you know, people listening say, hey, love, love your story. Love what you're doing. Um, where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So um, for me, I guess the best way to find me is just some- use this, the area that I'm using the most, right. And that's Instagram. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I just have my personal Instagram account. It's a Jin Y Lim underscore. Uh, why there's an underscore is because someone else took Jin Y Lim. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just at Jin Y Lim underscore. Oh, Jin Y Lim underscore is at the end. Okay. I will track yeah. down your personal Instagram account. Yeah, sure. Um, any, any yeah. last words of wisdom you want to share? Um, not really. I mean, other than, I mean, I kind of got my message out there, right. Um, focus, right. You guys are, if you guys are wanting to, to start in real estate or have already started in real estate and and kind of like, feel like you're dead in the water, find someone, excuse me, find someone to, to work with, find a more experienced person who's doing exactly what you want to do. Right. And, and provide value to them and hopefully, you know, get them as a mentor or, or and on top of focus, right? Yeah. Be focused on what you're trying to achieve. Don't spread yourself too thin and just focus in on what you want to do and, and don't let the shiny objects in. Oh, oh I can flip this one. No, yeah. skip it. You know, it's not what you're, you're focused on. So um, focus. That's, that's what will be my, my final message to, to your you listeners. Go. That's excellent. Well, thanks again. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for having me on. See, there you go, listeners. We've had all sorts of people. We talked about real estate. This first person who's actually purchased a home, had someone else do the work while they were away, deployed. Um, So maybe not all of you are in the service. Maybe you could do it while you're on a cruise ship. Send an email and have someone buy a house for you. (laughs) So (laughs) enjoy enjoy today's conversation. I hope you did as well. Uh, Make sure you um, check out Jin's um, Instagram account. Uh, Thanks for listening in. We look forward to serving you on our next episode. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarrion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at edwincarrion78 or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there. Whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.